0: The 40 Elephants, or 40 Thieves, were a 19th to 20th century all-female London crime syndicate who specialized in shoplifting. This girl gang was very good at avoiding the law and used sex and money to bribe plenty of police officers to look the other way. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. How's it going? You know, it it's
1: okay. we <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> had a few days, you know. Uh, if you guys were listening last week, you know that my wife Rhonda had to have gallbladder surgery. She had that on Friday. And so, you know, we're just living in crazy land right now. and trying to deal with it all um she had an impressively large gallbladder full of an impressive amount of stones well (laughs) apparently some of the nurses were getting their cell phones so they could take a picture because they'd never seen one that bad (laughs) i was
0: like
1: (laughs) wow okay
0: uh glad we did this then yeah no wonder she was in so much pain
1: yeah it was actually quite a bit worse than the surgeon really realized yeah. You know, they'd kind of blown her off at the ER earlier in the week, and you know, they probably shouldn't have. But oh, whatever, boy. it's out Don't now. Listen and, to the patient. Yeah. Yeah. It's out now, and she's healing. She's doing well. But you know, people on pain meds are funny. <laughs> and every once in a while, mm-hmm. she goes, she sort of startles, and then she'll say something weird, and I'm like, what? Or she'll be like, what was
0: that noise? Um, oh, no, she's turning um, into John Pryor. She heard a noise in the corner
1: yeah she she did <laughs> um well, or she'll misinterpret what a noise is because she sort of comes in halfway mm. through something happening. It's
0: been it's funny, but we're good, we're good, well, good. I'm glad she's glad she's hanging in there that you she, are too. shes yeah carrying her role. We're gonna
1: be all right. i uh ended up sleeping in the living room with her because. Trying to sleep in the bedroom, our dogs just could not deal with it. Like they could not oh. figure out what in the hell was happening the first night. So last mm-hmm. night I slept on the couch and so did she. We just decided to both sleep out there. And then it was way better. And everyone was calm and no one was freaking out. So
0: oh, that's
1: good. Good, good. Poor girls yes. Yeah, it's been
0: they don't know why
1: mom's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> they they can't figure it out, <laughs> but uh, it's
0: gonna be fine. Oh, well, how good. Good, good. Well, it is our Monday case, and we're so excited to uh, be kicking off the week.
1: We've got some doozies, and I know we say that sometimes, but I personally have prepared five cases for you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And
0: um, you just wait. Buckle up. Hold on Mm -hmm. to your butts this week. That's all I'm saying. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So, we're going to cover uh, the 40 Elephants today, and on top of that, we have two uh, mini-segments. So, Christy, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for some WTF crime. Yes.
1: WTF, you guys, if you're going to fake your death to avoid prosecution you really need to pick up a subscription to Grammarly because if not, you might really screw up. And that's what happened here to uh, our Robert Berger Mm -hmm. who uh, decided, so he pled guilty to a bunch of charges and he didn't really want to, you know, serve any time it was two different felonies and he had he didn't really want to serve okay. his time for those after he pled guilty this is yeah okay so just mm-hmm. think about that for a moment so it was possession of stolen property um because <laughs> he stole a lexus <laughs> yeah possession of stolen property yeah a car <laughs> would count
0: yeah so But why would you have
1: to do time for that? I mean, I mean, really, doesn't everyone? Um, Then he also tried to steal a pickup because apparently the Lexus wasn't enough for him. So he pled guilty to both of these charges. Right. This is prison time. So instead of serving prison, what he thought he would do is just fake his own suicide. Oh, and yeah. Right. You know, as you do. So right before he was sentenced Um, someone from his attorney's office let the court know that he had died Mm -hmm. and asked that his stuff be, you know, his charges be dismissed. So, and this, okay, his attorney turned in this death certificate (laughs) because, uh, Robert's fiance had given it to him. Um, yes, um, (laughs) triple check everything. So he turned in a death certificate. I'm going to show it to you. It looks fairly legit. Except okay. for the word registry is spelled wrong on it. And that <laughs> seems like a rather key <laughs> word in the registration of a death certificate. And that sort of set off some alarm bells for the prosecutor prosecutor's office. And they did go to do a little research. And it turns out that. Robert is alive and well and just really didn't want to go to prison. Oh, Robert. So, you know, spell check, grammarly, whatever you need to get. You know, if you're going to be faking your own death,
0: you better get it right
1: on your on your death certificate.
0: Anyway. I, I think Robert and his attorney attended the Mark mean School of Law. Uh, I think so, because the attorney,
1: I don't know maybe and maybe if your attorney's fiance says hey he died maybe that's all you need i don't know maybe you should look it up just just a thought there you go so that's a little tip for you if you're out there thinking
0: about how to avoid your doing the time for the crimes you have done another thing you can try and i've heard this works is for the most part not always depends on who you are don't steal alexis or a truck. Like, it's yeah. pretty
1: simple. That might have been easier than faking your death certificate. Mm-hmm. He really did a pretty good job. It looked quite real. Except, it looked you
0: know. pretty good, actually. Pretty official. Yeah. 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 But the devil's in the detail. Yeah, the registry.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to kick it back over to you for our main case. Okay.
0: We've heard about all-girl gangs. We didn't know that the original all-girl gangs started in England in the 1870s. Dude, I didn't, but I'm sort of
1: fangirling this, Mm -hmm. which is probably wrong. I know they're criminals, but they probably had a legit reason for all of this.
0: Well, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Probably not. Some of it. Some of it. Well, there was a gang that was operating in London at the time uh, known as the Elephant and Castle Mob. And the Elephant and Castle Mob had female accomplices that would help them to accomplish, uh, you know, some of their dastardly deeds by using, you know, their feminine wiles in various ways or just, you know, Mm. being pretty, you know, Somebody that you wouldn't suspect of being a part of their uh, organization. Sure. But they got a little tired of, uh, you know, these guys getting these riches for their hard work.
1: Mm -hmm. The
0: elephant and castle mobs. So they really thought, you know, perhaps what we should do is uh, form our own game. And do better. I mean, why not? Yeah. So they did get some protection from the elephant and castle mob to, uh, you know, to help them kind of operate and kind of work in. They worked alongside of each other here and there. But for the most part, this was women uh, earning their own money and keeping it in 1870.
1: I mean, I can't fault that. Their methods. Maybe feel a little differently about that.
0: Yeah. So they were thieves. And they would steal in various ways. One of their more well-known ways of uh, thievery was that in their beautiful Victorian gowns and finery, it was all made to order for them with lots and lots of pockets and secret compartments sewn in to their dresses, their hats, their handbags, their umbrellas. Anything that they carried wasn't exactly what it looked like. And many of them would converge on like a high-end store. Mm -hmm. And they would all steal so quickly and shove things into their little compartments and stuff in a way that they'd wander back out a lot of times before the clerks realized that they had been robbed. Wow. That's how they started. Now, they didn't wear their own shit. If you stole it, you can't have it. They would fence all of it. Right, but then they would use that money to legitimately buy all kinds of uh, finery. They were pretty fancy, you know. Mm-hmm. They loved to uh, wear expensive clothes and you know go to fancy parties and and you know they and wear gems and fashion items. So you know they were living on the high life, but they had a very important rule about it: you never ro- wore what was stolen. Right. I mean, it would give you away. Yep. So the person who started this gang's name was Mary Carr. So she kind of got them going. And in order to join them, you know, it was this was really by uh, invitation only. But they would seek out women that were well-known to be excellent thieves and shoplifters and things. And sometimes invite them to be a part of their gang. Wow. Um, but they also would elevate women out of bad situations. In some ways, uh, I'd like to consider them a part of the women's suffrage movement, you know, and that. Uh, well, I mean, everything
1: needs to be equal, even organized crime, I guess.
0: I guess. <laughs> but uh, they did help to elevate women out of uh, poverty and into a higher station, which is, you know, interesting at any rate, but they were thieves. The second woman to be in charge of the gang was a woman named Alice Diamond. And Alice Diamond also had been a shoplifter since childhood and was invited to join this gang after she had been arrested, uh, you know, for theft for the first time when she was 17. Mm -hmm. She wore diamonds on all of her fingers, big ones, like brass knuckles. And she would use them on you if she needed to. She was 5'9", big, tall woman. Mm-hmm. She was beautiful, strong, and, you know, she would go ahead and knock you out with her diamonds if she needed to. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't that kind of give her away, though, wearing all those diamonds? I don't know. You'd think so. They'd gotten a lot more media attention uh, by this time. This was around 1917. And so she started splitting them into separate cells. So they weren't all operating together. And when they did that, they started planning simultaneous robberies throughout the city. Because the police couldn't possibly attend to all of them at the same time. Uh And that would cause a real problem for them being able to catch them. Sure. So she had a code of conduct. They were operated in a democratic manner. They had rules about the division of money from the jobs. An expectation for the gang to care for the families of an imprisoned thief. So if you mm. got caught and, and got, went to jail, they would take care of your family until you got out. Women must always provide alibis for each other. And she expected absolute fealty that was punish- punishable by ridicule or beating when disobeyed.
1: Ridicule, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't want to know what that looks like. I mean, but... this seems
1: like a kind of a a, a catty lady gang. Yes.
0: <laughs> Would you like the ridicule or the beating? I'll take the beating. Right. <laughs> I can't take the ridicule again. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolute, absolutely forbidding theft of money or boyfriends among members, which also could lead to <laughs> serious punishment. <laughs> okay Mm -hmm. so everybody got money from from all of their heists but they also had a shared treasury Mm -hmm. and they used that to assist members that were in trouble pay for lawyers and to fund their extravagant lifestyles wow uh, membership in this gang was akin to being a part of a union with unusually fair benefits for all. Now, doesn't this sound like a gang ran by women? Yes, it does.
1: Uh, that's what I was like, this is this is what we want with a female president of the United States, kind of same right? Like yeah, yeah. Except for the ridicule or beating
0: part. Yes,
1: well, <laughs> you're always going to get the ridicule part, but yeah, maybe not the beating part.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, they didn't just steal. They also extorted, blackmailed, tricked. They would put women into homes that were uh, like wealthy homes that were looking for things like nannies and housekeepers. That would either seduce the male of the home and then blackmail the hell out of him. Or just uh, work there for a couple of weeks learning how the household worked so that they could come in and rob the hell out of them. So, you know, they, they weren't just, uh, you know, petty, uh, <laughs> shoplifters. They were so much more. It, it seems <laughs> as though they were. I'm impressed. Yeah. Now, why were they called the 40 elephants? Well, because I don't know about the 40 part, but the 40 elephants had to do with the elephant and castle mob.
1: Okay. So they were like the elephant spin-off.
0: arm of that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was never sure where the 40 part came from. I tried to find this. But Diamond got uh, really fixated on controlling the gang. She was really, really uh, well controlling. And the Hoister's Code had uh, forbade them from doing anything against her wishes, including marrying men she didn't approve of. Oh. Well, Hmm. guess what? You know that happened. You know how this shit goes down. Yeah. Somebody defied her in 1925, and the gang attacked the newlyweds so badly that it was known as the Lambeth Riot. <laughs> and for her role as instigator, Diamond went to uh prison for 18 months. Oh wow. So by the time she got out, there was a new bitch in town, uh Shirley Pitts. And she acknowledged, uh, she was the acknowledged queen of the gang until the 1960s. Wow. So she, uh, they started dwindling, you know, as law enforcement got more wise to them and as the world changed, they started dwindling. They weren't nearly as uh, prolific as they were in the late 1800s up until like 1930. Uh, mm-hmm. But they actually did not disband officially until 1992 when Pitts died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Pretty wild. I yeah, could joined. Uh, it is the longest lasting criminal organization in English history. Not surprising. I mean, they were quite organized and they had good rules mm-hmm. and they, you know, they, None they had a sisterhood. I mean, come on. Yeah. Good bennies. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Now, Diamond, once she got out of prison, she uh, took on a new career managing a brothel and mentoring young thieves. So she did have some uh, association with her old uh, her old gang. She just wasn't in charge of them anymore.
1: Wow. Is Honestly, something?
0: this sounds
1: like a group of lesbians to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody ever really fully breaks up. That's how that works, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So here, this is a picture of the three uh, leaders of this gang. Well, maybe. It'll upload at some point or it won't. There we go. (laughs) All right. Oh, wow. So Pitts is uh, on the right. We have Diamond in the middle and then Car on the left. But this is the three of them that managed to keep a girl gang going for an extremely long time. Yeah. Wow. That's you know, very interesting.
1: I I I know that I shouldn't admire
0: a criminal enterprise, <laughs> but I sort of do. <laughs> they're kind of admirable. Well, but they did help a lot of women out of poverty
1: mm-hmm. and out
0: of really bad situations and you know, it, I it wasn't all bad. I'll say that. In a time where women really didn't have much of an opportunity to own anything, you know. Right, right. I mean, it was a way. One of the things mm. they did uh, is they started using cars in their heists earlier than most everybody else. And yeah. they they kind of, uh, you know, started the car heist business and having wow. getaway cars waiting and things like that. And some of the police that uh, were constantly pursuing them and getting stumped by them, uh, partly because some of the police were on the take. They had no problem using money and sex to uh, have some police officers under their control Mm. uh, and blackmail, of course. But one of the things that they were famous for was committing a heist and getting in a car and driving away. And sometime between the time that they got in the car and left and the time that the police pulled them over, managed to uh, pass off all of the uh, wares to someone else. So there was no proof of their crime. And wow. it always puzzled and stumped the police because they weren't, they either were managing to uh, slip all of their stuff to someone else or there were hidden compartments in the car that they weren't able to find, which um. could have been because they were really good at that. So anyway, pretty interesting. There is a movie called 40 Elephants uh, and lots of uh, stuff that have been published about this. Though so it's very new information, unless you're English and maybe you've heard of them before. but. Here in the States, we really hadn't heard of the 40 elephants until uh, not too long ago. So yeah. pretty interesting stuff. Wow. Very much. Yeah. I like well, Christy, it. Christy, I am going to kick the mic back over to you for some WTF news. No, no, well, I think this, this is creepy crime.
1: This is weird crime time. Oh, for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> it's
0: it's okay, weird fine. crime
1: time. Okay. Let's talk about Justin. Rogers, or as I like to call him, Melonhead. <laughs> Here we have Justin and his dumb friend. Yes. Wandering around a grocery store wearing watermelons that they have hollowed out as masks. And they are telling the grocery store staff that these are their coronavirus masks. So they're just wandering around the grocery store being stupid right you think mm-hmm. okay just dumb kids having fun whatever well here's a huge mistake that can be made when doing such a thing when you've been wandering around town in the grocery stores wearing these masks mm-hmm. it's probably best not to then rob a liquor store wearing the same melon head mask <sighs> the same oh day. no <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, as soon as like the pictures were out, oh, they also made some TikTok videos of themselves in these.
0: You know, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you?
1: Why wouldn't you go grocery shopping and make TikToks (laughs) of yourself and your dumb friend wearing melons on your head as masks? And then that night go rob a liquor store. So let's just say that they were caught very quickly. They were caught. (laughs) melon headed
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> Genius, right i tell you <laughs> all right well gosh <laughs> i don't even know what else to say about that <laughs> i the thought of wearing that i mean can you that is so gross to me i can't even wet and of this sticky warm wet yeah yeah that's your coronavirus mask all right yeah in it good Lord. i know
1: it's super gross but like you stand out like a sore thumb in that no. so then you go commit a crime wearing a, it like a sore melon if you will yes a sore <laughs> melon. um didn't take I, the police long to locate these geniuses so wow wow well, i mean yeah making everybody's day easier i guess i you know it it was not a difficult crime to
0: solve no well um good job i guess (laughs) (laughs) all righty well this is monday so we will be back on tuesday and wednesday with full episodes and then christy will be back wednesday night and thursday night for case updates and the psychic hour lots going on in the crime world this week per normal these days so Uh, look alive, I guess, stay alive. (laughs) Good to be here with you all. You guys, please take care of yourselves. Thank you so much. You have been listening to another episode of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody.